Welcome to the Making Artists podcast, where artists learn how to stop starving, struggling, and aspiring, and instead, start making. You don't need a fine arts degree, a trust fund, or a more supportive family to be a successful artist. You just need to let your creativity lead you all the way to the top. I am fellow artist and professional certified coach, Nancy Sun, and I teach artists just like you how to make art, money, and an impact without giving up or burning out. Listen to learn how. Hey artists, how are you doing? I have some breaking news. This is the second to last episode of this first season of the Making Artists podcast. What? It dawned on me that I didn't share in my trailer or in earlier episodes that I'd always planned to release weekly episodes of the Making Artists podcast for a season ending with the winter holidays and new year. So I am clearing that up now and sharing it with you so that you can really savor these final two episodes. And while we're talking about the podcast, let me also share that I'm currently weighing when and or how to resume this audio adventure with you in the new year, 2023. Since I've received a lot of positive feedback on how supportive this podcast is to you, as an audience of artists. I want to keep hearing from you. So in the event you haven't had the opportunity to share about what an impact this podcast has made, what you want to see more of here on Making Artists, or I should say hear more of on Making Artists, less of, or sharing any areas of improvement, I am here for it. You can always message me via Instagram at the Nancy Sun, link available in the show notes, or you can help get the word out about this podcast to other fellow creatives by rating and reviewing Making Artists on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And today, we have a spicy episode you may have a lot of things to say about, whether it be to me or other people. So let's get right to it. We are going to talk about self-worth. This is a topic that my audience has been craving to hear more about. It's something that so many humans, and not just artists, come to coaching for, whether it be me or someone else. So many humans see lack of self-worth as the reason why they aren't going after their dreams. More broadly, this can include dreams like going on a vacation, getting a dog, going after a job, maybe moving to another city, country, etc., pursuing a relationship, or just changing your relationship status in general. For instance, you may be staying in a relationship because you feel like you may not be worthy without one or that this relationship is all that you're worth. It can also impact whether or not or how you own your sexuality, your racial or ethnic identity, maybe even your gender identity, any of your identities, in fact. 
And these are dreams that are impacted in addition to creative dreams my clients might have, like making a book, a play, a film, a TV pilot, a series, a podcast, a multimedia installation, or a piece of fine art. As an artist, author, director, playwright, filmmaker, showrunner, resident artist, creative fellow, actor, etc. Now, today we're going to talk about self-worth in a way you might not have heard before from a mindset coach. Probably in a way you haven't even heard before from me. If you want another perspective of mine that might be more familiar, you can listen to episode seven, Enough Belief, in case you haven't already. That episode touches on self-worth in its discussion of self-belief. And as a preview of that episode, it's one where I, as a coach, share the benefits of starting really small and cultivating your belief in yourself. This episode, however, is when your brain wants to or automatically starts really, really big, and you just cannot shake it. After all, the question of self-worth is a really big existential question. And just to be sure, I looked up the definition of self-worth for this podcast episode. And the first internet definition Google sent me of self-worth is an internal sense of being good enough and being worthy of love and belonging. And another definition it sent was the sense of one's own value and worth as a person. So when we start talking about whether or not we think ourselves worthy, what we're really asking is, do we think we deserve to be alive? Do we think we deserve to call ourselves a person, a human being? Do we think we deserve to live, commune, be among other persons, other human beings? And I want you to observe that these are yes or no questions. And I find that when we ask them of ourselves, the answer is usually no. Then, because how you do one thing is how you do everything, this no answer to these big, big questions starts to trickle down and ultimately impact how you show up for your smaller daily, weekly, monthly, even yearly chunks of time making up for your life. This big no becomes several little no's because when you don't believe in your humanity, you don't give yourself permission to show up fully to the human experience and do the full range of things on a human menu, including living through your dreams and creating things that only humans can create. Now, when I talk to artists who feel like they don't deserve to be a human being, living a human experience, aka they don't believe in their own self-worth, I joke with them that they're acting like they've got the poop touch. <laughs> so the poop touch 
is like if you were being King Midas, except unlike him, where everything he touches turns to gold, i.e. the golden touch, you treat yourself like everything you touch, you turn into poop. The poop touch. Now, what usually happens next in coaching when a person comes in with this lack of self-worth problem is we solve the problem by building self-worth. Building self-worth becomes the solution. I have done this as a coach and as a coaching client, as a coachee, I have received coaching like this. And with a coach or without a coach, what usually happens next is you might start to engage in some activities to build or reinforce self-worth. And they might include activities like reciting or writing affirmations, power posing, consuming feel-good self-development content. Maybe that's even why you're listening to this podcast, in addition to books, audiobooks, meditations. You might even hire a coach with the specific intent of them being your hype person. So you might be looking for a yes and coach, or maybe even a yes and therapist. Some darker (laughs) activities of building self-worth might include, I would call conspicuous consumption, whether that be shopping binges or eating binges, or whatever fill-in-the-blank binges you might do. It could even be, for instance, a time binge, where you spend a lot of time doing a specific activity like Netflix and chilling because you feel like you deserve this. And the thought that you might be having as you do this shopping, this eating, or this pampering self-care binge is you treat yourself as you would imagine a rich person who thinks they're worthy would treat themselves. And often this is going to be an image that has been marketed to you to encourage you to buy things. So I'm providing this list of common self-worth building activities so that you can identify whether or not or how you fall into the self-worth trap. And I want you to notice what is conspicuously absent from this building self-worth list is doing the thing that you actually want to do once your self-worth has been sufficiently built up. So when you have a lack of self-worth problem and you believe the solution is building your self-worth, what happens is you actually put yourself and your life in a holding pattern as you wait, prove, cultivate self-worth and try to change your no to these big existential questions into a yes. Alternatively, here is now the perspective I want to offer you in this podcast that is bigger than and outside of the lack of self-worth problem, build self-worth solution. 
And that is, what if your sense of self-worth doesn't really matter? What if lack of self-worth is an invented problem? I'm going to say this again. What if self-worth doesn't matter? And what if lack of self-worth is an invented problem? So to investigate these assertions, I want to invite you to use Byron Katie's four questions known as the work. Byron Katie is a grand dame of coaching, and she invites anyone mining their brain for limiting beliefs to ask themselves four questions about it. And that is, is it true? Is it absolutely true? How do you react when you believe that thought? And who would you be if it weren't true? In this case, we can think, is it true that you need to have a sense of self-worth to get the things you want? Is it absolutely true that you need to have a sense of self-worth in order to get what you want? And how do you react when you believe that this sense of self-worth is necessary and a prerequisite? Who would you be if you didn't believe that a sense of self-worth were absolutely necessary and the bare minimum to get what it is you want? Now, I'm going to use the example of Ki Hui Kwan when I answer these questions. So Ki Hui Kwan is an actor who previously was in two very popular 1980s films, a child actor in The Goonies and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Since those blockbuster films, he had a fallow period in which he did not get hired as an actor again until recently for the film Everything Everywhere All at Once, directed by the Daniels, for which he recently won a Gotham Award. So the Gotham Awards are one of the Critics Circle Awards that leads up to uh, the Academy Award season. Now, while doing press for Everything Everywhere All at Once, he gave an interview to the New York Times that I will link in the show notes, in which he recounts his sense of himself as he auditioned for these childhood films and as he booked the gig for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And the bottom line takeaway I got from this New York Times article is ultimately he did not really have a high opinion of himself or his auditions. He didn't believe he could actually book the role, i.e. he didn't believe that he was worthy of booking these jobs. And yet, this lack of sense of worthiness did not actually stop him from being the actor who booked these gigs, is currently up for a lot of critically acclaimed awards, and currently has a lot of Oscar talk around his performance in Everything Everywhere All at Once. In the New York Times article, for instance, he says, I 
walked out, I saw another Asian actor waiting to read for the same role. He was taller, better looking. He looked like he just walked out of GQ magazine. I drove home, called my agent and said, listen, man, I tried so hard, but I don't think I'm going to get that role. He was so good looking, so I didn't think I was going to get it. So this example to me illustrates that it is not true and it is absolutely not true that you need to have a huge, big, infinite sense of self-worth in order to get what it is you want. And then on the flip side, we can even look at the biblical tale of David and Goliath. Goliath is somebody who everybody thought would win. Probably Goliath even thought he would win by sheer size, sheer strength, etc. A lot of people believed he was the most worthy opponent winning against David. And yet, David is the one who won that battle. Small, but mighty. So here are two examples that it isn't true, and it is not absolutely true, that you need to have an unflappable sense of self-worth in order to get what you want out of life. Now for the final two questions, which are, how do you react when you believe that thought? And who would you be if it weren't true? So we already know how you would react when you believe a sense of self-worth is necessary. You do a lot of busy work trying to pump yourself up before you actually let yourself get to the task at hand. And who would you be if it weren't true? You probably would just be the person who shows up and gets to work. I'm going to use myself as an example, which is as a person who grew up the daughter of immigrants and for whom English is a second language, I am sure that I had self-worth problems. However, I knew that that reason or excuse wouldn't fly with my parents. And how I knew it wouldn't fly is I literally don't know how to say self-worth in Mandarin Chinese. That is not to say that the word doesn't exist. It probably does. But just... I couldn't use it as shorthand for the reason why I couldn't do something. What changes when you believe that there are other people in the world, other cultures, other civilizations that don't grapple with this question of self-worth as a reason or excuse to not go after what they want? And I want to invite you to consider that I do think that it is a culturally conditioned problem and it's not an essential part of the human condition. And I'm just going to give you a few examples of how I believe that to be true. So one is just from witnessing my son learn how to hit all the developmental milestones that he has been hitting. And I know that right now, 
he does not really have like a fully developed brain. And that is no knock on him. That is just where he is in his development as a human. So we know the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for emotional regulation and logical reasoning, is something that does not fully develop until the age of 25. That's what recent science shows us. And we know that when you are born, the thing that is really intact is your limbic system or your lizard brain. So he literally right now does not have a sense of self or a sense of self-worth, or at least he was not born with it. And he gets shit done. He doesn't wonder or have this existential crisis on whether or not he is worthy of crawling, army crawling, standing, walking with support, or walking. Who he is without the thought that he needs self-worth is he just does it. He just follows through on his impulses. I've also done, for my own curiosity, a cursory glance at other eras or other cultures philosophy of self to see if all of them have this fundamental question about whether or not I am worthy. And it seems to be uniquely in 1800s and beyond Western industrialized nation question. The ancient Greeks don't really inquire as to whether or not they think of themselves as worthy. They do have instructions and suggestions about self-love, but not self-worth. So here's where I'm going to make some spicy assertions on where this self-worth question comes from. And fundamentally, I think it comes from colonization, from white supremacy, from capitalism. Because if we get everyone to believe that they need to believe in themselves perfectly first before they do anything else with their life, then you will have people consumed and distracted with cultivating 100% perfect self-worth, 100% perfect belief in their value as a human being and their worthiness of love before they allow themselves to do anything else. Which means that the people in power get to stay in power. I am reminded of this delicious Toni Morrison quote in which she talks about racism. And she says, the function, the very serious function of racism is distraction. It keeps you from doing your work. It keeps you explaining over and over again your reason for being. Someone says you have no language and you spend 20 years proving that you do. Somebody says your head isn't shaped properly, so you have scientists working on the fact that it is. Somebody says you have no art, so you dredge that up. Somebody says you have no kingdoms, so you dredge that up. None of this is necessary. There will always be one more thing. So who will you be, artist? 
When you believe, you do not have to keep explaining over and over again your reason for being, your value of being. What will you be doing instead? What if you believed this conversation around self-worth, like racism, is simply a social construct made real? And because you now can see that it is a social construct, who do you want to be about it? What do you want to do with it? Do you want to agree with them and then spend your time proving and explaining yourself over and over? Or do you simply just want to get to work? My invitation for you as coach is to simply to show up and do the work so that we can see more inspiring, creative, juicy perspectives that are currently not being shared because of all of the reasons I said above. So consider this conversation one more offering, another side of the elephant of the self-worth conversation that you can look at and decide, do I really want to be engaged in the have and have not and how to have conversation regarding self-worth? Or do I simply want to skip over this question entirely and just not let the fact that it's a problem for everyone else or it's a problem that everyone has jumped into the pool with mean that I have to make it a problem for me? So all right, my artists, I hope that this conversation helped you swim upstream and provided you another way to tackle this sticky problem of self-worth. And in the event that it doesn't serve you, that's okay. Just take what did and leave the rest. As coach, I'm not trying to be right or wrong about my perspective. My job is just to present you a different perspective, one that might shake you out of where you currently are so that it is a choice if you want to keep on believing what it is you are believing. Or now you can start to get unhooked and shop for other thoughts, this perhaps being one of them. In the event that you found this meaningful and impactful for you, and you know somebody who might be able to benefit from receiving the same message, feel free to share this particular episode, even with people who are not artists, because I find this to be a fundamental inquiry that a lot of Western, educated, industrialized, rich citizens of countries have. Until next time, wishing you well and that you are showing up for life, trusting the process, doing the work, and becoming the creative you want to and deserve to be. Thanks for listening to the Making Artists podcast. Ready to start making art, making money, and making an impact? Visit makingartistspodcast.com that's www.makingartists.com
plural with an S, podcast.com. Link available in the show notes. You can also stay in touch with me on Instagram. Just follow at the Nancy Sun on IG. I so look forward to the art and the life you make. Until next time.